Hello, everyone. This is Elkie, CEO and founder of Savvy Moms Unite Career Prosperity Catalyst, coming to you with another lovely podcast edition. Um, I wanted to talk to you all about something that I know you all can relate to, and that is spending money at times when you know you should be doing different things with your money. So I have had a really interesting relationship with money. I, I believe that at the core of our financial struggles, our abundance, our money flow, whether it's low, high, medium, is relationship with money. And so I didn't really understand that initially. I didn't understand you could have a relationship with money. I just thought you get money, spend it and until you get a, some more money. That's how I truly understood it. It was a very basic concept in my mind. It didn't go beyond that. And I never made any effort for it to go beyond that because I just thought, well, that's really what it is. I mean, think about when, the way you grew up understanding money. Somebody gave you money, you spent it. And you waited till the next time they gave it to you. You went and got, when you got your first job and you got your first paycheck, you knew you had to work a certain amount of hours to get a certain amount of money. And when you got your first professional job, you knew that they offered this package to you. That's what you got paid every week or every month or bi-monthly, whatever, bi-weekly, however you got paid. It was very mathematical in your head. You knew that you had a certain amount that you had to spend per month. And if you had bills, you took care of those bills if you wanted to. That's a whole nother story. But it was never about the relationship with money. I just never understood. I never made the connection until um, I want to say about it's going on five years ago, five, five or six years ago. I had um, interesting, interesting enough had hit. This situation where I was doing good, you know, for the first time in my life, I was doing good with money. You know, I was making more money, I should say. I wasn't doing good with money. Um, And I want to say if I go further back, it's got to be more than six years. Well, yeah, it's more than six years ago. Um, I, you know, I get this really awesome job at the school and great title, um, making the most money I've made and got my own place, you know, don't have to pay rent because the job takes care of it. Don't need to worry about utilities. They take care of that. And I don't even need to worry about food because I can eat in the dining hall along with my daughter. So it's just me and my daughter. Um, I had some credit card debt and student loans that I was still paying. Um, and I had a car note at the time. And when I moved there, moved to Massachusetts, the insurance was where I lived in Massachusetts now, exactly where I lived. The insurance wasn't that much. So I was paying like less than 80 bucks a month for insurance. Like it was crazy. So here I am. I got a lot of money left over every month. Um, but I am just broke. Like there was a couple of months where like I was even overdrafting my account. Now I was used to that when I was making very little. Like when I was making like twenty mid twenty thousands, um, I was used to that. Like that would happen. I understood. 
Because in my mind, like I said, it was very mathematical. I have this amount to spend per month. These are my bills. Whatever's left is left. That's what I understood. Um, but here I am. I don't have major bills other than my consumer debt, student loans, and my car loan. And yet I'm still on struggle but making more money. So I had to say to myself, listen, there's something not clicking. Like, it's, it's got to be more than the math part of it. Because the math part of it is all I know. There's got to be more. So I ended up reaching out to a financial counselor. Mind you, I had been through all kinds of financial counseling. This wasn't my first, you know, six years ago when I met, six years, six over six years ago when I met up with my first, with this financial counselor, I want to keep this straight in my head. <laughs> when I met up with this financial counselor um, online, this wasn't my first foray into financial counseling. I had already met with like three other people before that. And all they had really taught me was to balance my budget. I didn't really understand that it was so much more to it until I had met online with my financial counselor and our first consultation he just started asking me questions about my life you know what I thought about money what I understood about money um we didn't really get into the details of it till towards the end of the conversation and it was like the first time I actually started to think about how I understood money because I thought I did I really did I in my mind I was like you know what maybe my I just don't make enough. And, and, and I'm really thinking that, you know, before I go into this meeting, I'm like, maybe I'm not making as much as I thought because, damn it, why can't I get myself, you know, out of this consumer debt faster? And as we're talking and he says to me, he says, well, what did your parents teach you about money? Like, what did you witness as a kid about money when it came to your parents? And I said... Well, I haven't really thought about that. I just always knew we were struggling. Like, I just, I saw a struggle. I saw constant struggle. I saw my parents work hard to take care of us. So I just figured I always had to make more money in order to not be in the situation they were in. And I was like, I just saw them really try hard to do everything they could to take care of all our needs. But it was still a struggle. I mean, I'm talking at one point, you know, them working multiple jobs like it wasn't it wasn't unheard of for my mom and dad to have two jobs or my dad to even have three jobs like that was common at one point in our life. And so it just didn't make sense. And I'm like, yeah, in college, like. You know, on campus, I had three work-study jobs. Um, when I would come home for the summer, I, I had to work. Not working meant I couldn't take care of things that I needed for school. Um, so I had to always, I was all, it, was, it was like a stress for me to look for work, you know, in the summer. Like, I remember there was one time I decided not to go home for the summer because it cost more for me to be home than it did if I was to stay on campus and work or go to someone else's house. Like a cousin of mine that lived in Cincinnati, I remember going to her for part of a summer uh, because it was just cheaper for me to go there than to fly home and have nothing to do. Like it was just always that stress in the back of my mind. And so I like not working was like not an option. 
it was like never an it was never not an option in my mind, even in high school. So I got my understanding of money. Like you got to work for it. You got to work hard for it. And so as we're talking, he says, well, that's why you may overspend because you see money as scarce. So in order to, to not feel like it's, you're ever going to be with, you're, you're probably overspending. Like he said, I don't even need to look at your accounts because it's like consumer debt is a sign of like, you really aren't being wise with your money. And he's like, if you have a lot of consumer debt, I can already tell you're overspending somewhere. And so I was like, but I paid my bills on time. Like I paid a monthly bill and he's like, but are you paying extra? And I'm like, no, I just paid what they tell me to pay. And he's like, well, if you were paying extra, your, your, your accounts will probably go down faster. And I'm not like, it's not even clicking in those conversations what he's trying to tell me. I'm just like, I'm broke, dude. Like, tell me what I need. Like, I'm going back to how my other counselors were telling me, like, tell me what budget I need to do and let me stick to it. Well, he said, he said, well, you probably, he's like, I could give you a budget, but you're not going to stick to it. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, have you stuck to any budgets that you've created before? No. My answer was no. He said, how consistent have you been with budgeting? Nope. Haven't been really consistent. So... I had to admit in that moment that my understanding of money was very little. Like, I didn't understand it the way that I do now. And so in the conversations we had afterwards, after the consultation and my commitment, I had to commit to a three-year process with him. That was part of the program. I had to commit to three years. I did have to pay for it. Um, At first, I was just like, why am I paying for this? You know, I didn't understand why to pay for the service, but I'm so glad I did because because I had to commit to three years and because I had to pay for it, I was invested. I think if it was free or I had no commitment, it was just sort of like a drop-in situation, I would have never committed to the process and seen the success I saw in those three years. I would have definitely done it like I had done with my other situations where it's like I'm on a budget for three months and then after three months I could care less. Like I'm not even worried about the money I spend anymore. So um, my first eight months with working with the counselor, it was a struggle. I had to undo a lot of under, a lot of my my misunderstandings about money and I had to really think about the relationship I had and we talked more about that. You know, why I overspend money, what was going on in my life at the time. I was really lonely. I was living in this very remote area in Mass. I'm one of few black families in the area. There's no real options for a social life or dating. My job became my life. And so as I'm going through that, I'm not putting any kind of effort into seeing how that's impacting me. I'm just really, I'm almost, um, I'm overcompensating and putting a bandaid on the real issues. I'm not really dealing with the fact that I don't, I don't feel like I have a social network there or I have connections that are really deep. I did have friendships that 
with coworkers that I really valued and I loved the mentorship that I had with the kids there. But outside of that, I didn't know who I was. I was struggling with my identity and being on my own for the first time in a long time. I lived with my family for five, you know, five years at that point after being on my own. And then I was back to living at home and how that impacted me and my self-esteem. And then I'm in this situation where I'm pretty independent of my family, my immediate family, and I'm raising a child on my own, and I don't have the kind of life that I imagined. I, I'm like in my mid to late 30s at this point, and I don't know the direction of my life. And so I'm doing a lot of things with my money I had no business doing to overcompensate for me feeling that sense of lost in loneliness and how that was connected and related to my relationship with money and why it allowed me to remain stuck and couldn't see success for a long time. And so when we hit the eight month mark, um, he decided, you know, he's like, this is a good time to do like a, a check in where your money is and, and your finances to see where you are. And he showed me, uh, like the, the software I was using calculated all what I was spending throughout the months and weeks and how it was connected to where I paid my bills. So it calculated what I was paying in bills. And he showed me like a graph of what I spent on certain items within the six months. And so when he showed me what I had spent from the time I started up until that point on certain things, it threw me for a loop because I didn't even realize I was spending that kind of money. And I had never calculated because I just would spend the money until it was gone. Like I'd pay my bills because I was always good about paying my bills on time for the most part. <laughs> not, not that I was perfect at it, but I, for the most part, I, would, I was good about paying the bills on time. But the issue was after I would pay the bills, whatever was left, I would just spend it on stuff that I didn't really need. And so I saw what my money was going to and it was like eating out, you know, eating out with my daughter or by myself, um, spending money on other people, <laughs> like buying a lot of gifts because there was a gift section. And so I would, you know, I was always buying gifts and buying stuff for people. Um, even though I was really like having some major financial issues and using my credit card to do it too. Um, buying clothes, like I would get like extra money and then take it and just spend it on clothes. Like, so I would spend like $800 on clothes that I didn't understand. Like, I was just like, wait, where, what, where, where are these clothes? Like, I was really like in shock when he told me how much I had spent in six months on clothes. I was like, on what? Where the clothes at? <laughs> so it, it started to be an eye opening experience for me because, like I said, I never sat down and thought, what is going on in my life right now that is impacting my relationship with money? And, and so I thought that the more money I would get, the more happier I would be. What I wasn't reflecting on is what is what is my happy? What makes me happy? What makes me feel solid? What makes me feel like I'm in a good place? And it took me a long time to get there. I didn't even get there after the three years working with the financial counselor. Where I got was... Okay, I need to check 
what is happening with me and then get on a better track with my money. And that was that was the different, you know, notion. Like by the third year, um, I had paid off like eight credit cards. I had put money in a savings so that I could move away. <laughs> like I was doing things to get to the point where I felt I was going to be happy. But I wasn't even solid then. I was preparing for the path to happiness as I was cleaning up my finances. And I felt so much more freedom and be able to do that because I wasn't burdened by my financial situation. When I decided to, you know, resign from my, my, my job at the school and move to Georgia, I had had like a certain, I'd had like over $10,000 saved to move and I had no consumer debt. I paid off all my consumer debt. I paid for my move completely cash. Um, I owed no one but my student loans and my car note at the time. Those were the only two things that I was, those two debts that I was carrying when I moved to Georgia. And I was in such a good place financially and in such a good place mentally. Like I was, I, I had really started to search for what was going to make Elkie feel happy and, and what does she want to do? And, and really what I was looking for was freedom to do whatever I wanted to do. I didn't know exactly all the time, but I just knew I wanted the freedom to do whatever I wanted to do. And I wanted a space and a time and a, and a lifestyle that allowed me to have a social life that I could choose to do things if I wanted to, that I could go out when I wanted to, that I wasn't, you know, tied down to a job. Um, I wanted a true nine to five because I was raising a child by myself and I wanted to be able to be there for her, but also be there for myself. Um, So making that move to Georgia was crucial and doing it in a, in a financial freeway was important because I don't think I could have done it if I was still back where I was, where I had all the consumer debt and I was living paycheck to paycheck. Like what that process taught me was that I could live off $10,000 for nine months. Like I lived off of that money for nine months. And Yes, I did accrue some credit card debt back up. I did put more, some money back onto my credit cards because if things got hard after the nine months, it got really difficult. So I had to use my credit cards to sustain myself and, it, and then I had to go find a job, of course. But those nine months, I lived below my means. Like I did not, I knew, well, this is all I got and whatever extra money I make has to go to other things. But I was doing things I was able to do a lot, but you know what? Because I had already started that training process years ago where I had to scale back and make different decisions and live off of less. Like it, it, I was training myself for the time, those nine months where I didn't have like checks coming in every day. I didn't have a paycheck coming in every other week. I was living off of my savings and whatever little I made on my hustles and whatever little I made in the business. I was not living off of a steady paycheck anymore. So I, I, I knew that, well, if I can do this, if I can live off of nine months with no steady paycheck, what can I do when I have a steady paycheck and I'm making more than I've ever made? I can survive that. And I have to remind myself every now and then that I need to check my emotions. 
one, when it comes to money, two, my financial decisions got to make sense. They got to make sense to me. They got to make sense to my future. They got to make sense to long-term gains. And if they don't, I can't do it. So yes, there are times when I want to go out and get a bag. There's times when I want to go out and get the nicest shoes. There's times when I want to go out and, and just splurge a little bit. There are times, but I have to think, okay, well, if I go and splurge here, what does that mean for my long-term goal of retiring at a certain age or purchasing property that I make money off of or clearing off the debt that I took on again? What does that mean? Like I have to make, whenever I'm about to do that, I'm like, no, what's going to make Elkie happy in the next few years if she makes this decision right now? Like what's going to impact what this decision means for her? Different than what I used to say before, you know, I would be like, well, screw it. The money's going to go anyway. So let me just have fun while I'm at it. And I'm like, I can always still have fun. Like I still enjoy myself, but I'm also a lot more thoughtful now than I've ever been. And it's more about long-term investments versus the short-term quick gratification that I may get in the moment. And then I don't, I don't have that satisfaction later. So yeah, I, I, I still, I still work on my relationship with money. It's not going to be like something I, I give up working on. Um, you know, it's just like any relationship. It takes work. It takes daily investment in it. It takes time. And we're undoing so much negative responses to money because of the way we grew up. You know, my, my parents were hardworking immigrant, you know, became citizens in this country, worked hard to do that. They worked crazy, terrible jobs at times just to make ends meet. But watching that as a child, you understand that you need to always make sure you work to get what you need. And they did what they could knowing what they did. Um, and I'm always very grateful for their hard work and what they've done for us with what they had. I mean, they did little, they did so much with so little. And, and, and it taught me that too, like being creative, um, and and being useful. (laughs) And so the hustle meant the hustler mentality came from them. And I, I, I don't, I don't depend on many people to take care of my situations. I'm always in the back of my mind, like I got to take care of me. I got to take care of my kid. So I, I'm grateful for that lesson that was taught and then pushing me early on to like be responsible financially in ways that I never thought. Like I had to start taking care of certain things as young as 16 years old. Um, so I, I was really grateful for them teaching that. Um, but what, what's the difference is, is what I teach my daughter now is money is an asset for you and you got to utilize it in the best way. Like grow your money grow your money before you spend it kind of thing. Like put money in the savings, put money in, in, in an opportunity that grows it before you start spending it. So, you know, so you can see the, the fruits of your labor. Um, make something off of it before you start getting these lavish things that you want. Um, just do what you can to invest rather than spend all the time. Like, just being, having that in the forefront of your mind, invest, save, invest, save, like let that be your target, your goal. 
and other things will come into play. And think of money as it's a tool, it's a it's a resource, it's a sign of abundance. Any amount of money is a sign of abundance. I look at my bank account, and yes, there's days where I'm looking at it side eye, like, Lord, what am I supposed to be doing with this amount of money? But I have to remind myself, like, that's still a sign of abundance because it's there for me to use and grow it. So it's not the end. It's the beginning of the lifestyle that I want. So it's an investment in my future. And, it, and it's, a, it's a sign of abundance and a blessing that I have. That I, I'm grateful for the sources that bring me this money. And showing gratitude to those sources so that more will come. Um, you you got to remind yourself that that gratitude piece is, is really important when you're looking to expand your understanding of money and the relationship you have with it. It has to be that you see abundance no matter what. Even when in the times where it looks like it is not going to work, you have to see abundance. And I'm telling you this because it changed the way money showed up in my life. There was a point where money was showing up so quickly. Like there was a month I had, and this was recent. This is not even years ago. This was recent. This is like as of a month ago. I was having money hit my account so quickly that I panicked. Like I literally panicked because I had been saying my gratitude statements, waking up, thanking God for everything, thanking God for my sources of money, thanking God for everything he's blessed me with, for me being three years into my apartment. Um, Come July 7th, I will make it exactly um, three years in this apartment, me, my daughter and I. Um, me taking care of things by myself. Um, and I'm like, oh my God, what a blessing. Like I paid my rent days before (laughs) because money was just like coming in quickly. And I was like, wow, this was such a different place for me a year ago, two years ago. Like, thank God for me being able to do these things without blinking an eye. And I mean, I had a panic, I had a moment of panic because I was so not used to money just hitting me like that. I was used to waiting until I got paid again before money was hitting my account. I was like, wait a second, don't don't allow this newfound abundance, this newfound feeling around money to scare you back into your old place. Because the old thinking would tell me that's going to go away eventually, so don't get used to that. Because that's what's seeping in. Don't get used to that. That's not going to keep happening. It's just a fluke month. And and like those were the kind of things running through my head. And I had to say, whoa, 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 hold on. Hold on. That that's That's normal for other people. Why can't it be normal for you? There are people around you. People not even close to you experiencing the same thing you just did. What makes you think that can't be normal for you? What makes you think that's scary? What's, what is, and I really had to dig deep and be like, why am I terrified at the fact that I was having money hit my account almost every other week or every week? At one point it was every week in the last month. I, I got paid like almost every week. I got some money in my account or someone gave me money or some money came through. And I was like, you know what it was? I was giving freely. I was giving the, the money that I said, I said, God, if you bless me, I'm going to give freely and not worry. And I was giving freely. I was committed. I'm, I kept to my promise. I was focused. I was putting money away. I was doing the things that I promised myself I was doing. Why was I afraid of the rewards? Sometimes we talk ourselves 
out of the rewards because we're scared of the responsibility that comes with it. So with more money that I was getting, I was like, oh my God, this means I actually have to do what I said, or this means that I have to figure out to not spend it all. Like it was, it felt like a lot of responsibility. And I was like, no, you can handle this. You've handled money all year. You've done exactly what you're supposed to do. You're paying your rent a whole week early. What's what girl do do you boo? This 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 is an amazing process. Congratulate yourself. So I hope this message finds y'all well that you really start to think about how money how what is your relationship one with money? What are your emotions around it? How can you change your feeling around it? If you start to see that you're going back to your old way of thinking, switching that up, like stopping yourself, having that, you know, girl stop moment. Like girl stop. And really rethinking where you are and celebrating that because you've made a change. And, and really focusing on what you can do differently when it comes to money. Because money will show up in your life when you're ready. When you're ready and open to it, when you're ready and open to that abundance, money will show up in your life. But if you're not, it's going to disappear. And that's when you'll see the struggle. And also check your emotions. We, we're such emotional beings and we need to be... Con conscious of the things we say and do around money and it's really important our language our, our thoughts our actions around money and it's important that you stay committed to that relationship because it's a daily task to work on it thank you so much this is elke ceo and founder of savvy moms unite career prosperity catalyst you continue to follow me here on all platforms that you hear this uh podcast anchor itunes um, whatever platform. Also, if you are a single woman or a single mom looking to change money in your life, you can join my Savvy Money Mindset group on Facebook. Thank you so much. Have a blessed day.